Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Well, they're asking everybody to participate in what they call No Mo May. And that is not an abbreviation for the word more. <laughs> it is the word mo, M-O-W, like mow your lawn. Or don't. Or don't mow your lawn, at least not in the month of May. This is uh, something that was started in the UK in 2019, and it's growing in popularity and support from communities uh, across the country and here in Minnesota. And there's actually science behind this. There's no mowing in May for a reason. Yeah, it's to um, help the pollinators. It's for bees and butterflies, and they're asking you not to use pesticides on the dandelions. This is very difficult for a lot of guys to do, including myself, because I do not like dandelions. I don't think anyone likes dandelions oh, except my for kids. God. Right? Growing up in, uh, you know, uh, the country, or I, I actually grew up in the wilderness, but uh, they were so rampant and so out of control on the acreage that I grew up on that there was nothing we could really do but mow them over and kind of just go with them. But you know what? If you uh, work on your lawn, you're proud of your uh, landscaping and your and your gardens and stuff. You don't want weeds and nasty dandelions messing everything up. And if you let them go, remember they seed, and then they'll just grow. Then they'll be just more and more and more. So, my first question for you is: Are we participating in no mome? This is going to be difficult for me because you know how I'm kind of a stickler for the lawn. Normally, you're out there with your little (laughs) right. You're you're a little pesticide guy taking care of. Well, I mean, it's true. Little pesticide guy? I'm trying to think of the name of that hose. That's the my, sprayer. That's what I use for like on the the, pat, <laughs> the patio and stuff. But over the past few years, I have actually bought this uh, weeding tool that you can stand up and use without bending over too much to go out and, and single-handedly remove them. Now, in the past, I will admit... I have used uh, herbicides <laughs> to control weeds in the lawn. But I got to the point where there wasn't too many left, like the dandelions. Uh, here and there would pop out throughout the summer. So I would just go and dig them out by the root and remove them. And over the past, I would say, what's been about three years I've been doing that, My the lawn has become much healthier. So with no mome, they don't want you to do that either, right? Uh, like no, pull the dandelions no, no. out by the root. That th- tool is really quite handy. Yes, it is. Our neighbor has one, and she's like a hundred. The I- she's out there every spring with her <laughs> dandelion puller, literally. But the idea is to leave all of that stuff that flowers for the pollinators. Now, how much impact can one family make? You know what I mean? I I think this is one of those things where it is all about strength and numbers. But even if it was every other family, or let's say 25% of Americans played along, Mm -hmm. that's a lot. 
When you think about that, when you think about that, that is a lot. And I know that even here in our home state, uh, we have been visited by the state of Minnesota. When I was still in radio, they actually came in and chatted about this, but there were incentives and they would actually give you government money to help you build a pollinator garden on your property. The pollinators are incredibly important. The bees. For have you the, ever, the future of the world. <laughs> have you ever watched a documentary on what would happen if the bees go away? It's horrifying. It's terrifying. It, it literally is. So you I can't guess mess with the ecosystem. The no mo may, to me, it's like, well, if that's one small thing we can do, then I think we should do it. And I know that it's hard because the dads are very proud of their lawns and they're weed free. I mean, my dad's the same way. He loves his lawn. He takes, he has a lot of respect for grass. Well, your stepmom does most of that work, doesn't she? She does. <laughs> Colleen under is his, really good at it, under too. Under his got, direction. She's got like green carpeting. And we used to we used to have a phrase in our house when I was growing up that you could only mow the lawn if you respected grass. <laughs> because we also had a huge yard and a big John Deere riding lawnmower. And so you had to go diagonally one direction the first mow and then diagonally the opposite direction the next mow and we did that alternating every week or few days however often it needs to be mowed there are a lot of guys that like the patterns Mm -hmm. i'm not not a pattern guy it looked really good on our yard because it had a we were on a hill sure so it looked really good when you came around the corner anyway i grew up respecting grass but i also respect like i want to have an earth to live on if it, for a long, long time. Right. It, I can tell you this. If you don't weed or mow for the entire month of May and you wait till June, you are going to have, uh, well, you know what? I was going to say it, it could get ugly, but I will say this because we had such a severe drought last summer and we have had such a cold and cloudy spring that we may not need to mow until the end of May. Well, here we are. We're going to we're heading into the you know, almost a week in here and the trees haven't budded. No. It's, no, there's not not a chance that we're going to have to mow anytime in the next 2 weeks. I posted a picture of the crab apple tree in our backyard which normally sheds its bloom on Mother's Day weekend and it hasn't even started to blossom yet. It hasn't started to even bud we are we are and i'm not kidding we are a solid at least two to three weeks behind everything so we may not need to mow until june i mean i say we go for it like Uh, let's just embrace this wild living listen it's (laughs) it's not wild living this is all for a reason this is obviously eco-friendly stuff that they're thinking about we are headed whether you want whether people want to admit this or not especially people in the petroleum industry we are headed for new forms of energy we already know what they are right but electric is going to be a big big thing and i'm talking everything that you own that was gas powered in the past in the very near future will not only have an electric alternative but you may not be able to buy petroleum powered engines of any kind if you're the next generation well what year is gm planning on ceasing isn't it in the early 2030s 
it's not that far away. I think it is. Where where they're uh, going 100% electric with vehicles. Dude, there, there is a there is a few things that is driving that that are driving this. Obviously, the guys that own the petroleum, okay? Those guys don't want that to go away. Can you imagine what that's going to do if can you imagine if all automotive vehicles were powered by electricity and all of your lawnmowers and all of your snowblowers and all of your gadgets, whether it's a chainsaw or if it was all electric, can you imagine that? Right, because it's not just the fuel that goes in the motor to make it run. It's the service and repair and all that stuff, too. And yeah, and not only that, but the pollution. Right. My no, God. I'm, I'm, but right. I'm talking about like from the the petroleum side. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like the money. And another reason, and I've actually read articles breaking this down. The reason the automotive industry, if you talk to any of the people who are actually in that, the reason they tend to shy away from it a lot is there will not be nearly as much maintenance for electric vehicles. Right. Because they have parts. a lot less moving parts and they don't break down as often and they just keep getting better and better and better. And now they're talking about installing those charging stations underneath the roads so you virtually are charging as you drive. No way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's coming. They're already working on it. And they're it's in, we're so far That's cool. Here's you know, despite what people think, you know, is that we're, you know, we set the standard in the United States and we have for years with a lot of different things. But Europe is way ha- ahead of us when it comes to eco-friendly stuff and electricity and electrically uh, or electric powered everything, mm-hmm. right? It, I mean, five years ago, it wasn't even five. It was about three years ago. I uh, had a electric lawnmower, a robot mower installed. It just goes out GPS guided, does everything by itself. It has a guide wire much. Uh, si- it's very similar to what people use for the invisible fence with their dogs. Yeah. Right. And I can tell you this, it, it is so nice. You can't even hear it. It's whisper quiet. It mows the lawn all by itself and it just goes back to its charging station when it needs to. I don't think that speaking about the electric lawnmower without referring to him by name Wayne. is very respectful. Wayne. To Wayne. Wayne is <laughs> the electric lawnmower. And Wayne's all about eco-friendly yes he is and he's quiet and he so he could get the month of may off <laughs> he well he got a lot of last summer off because it didn't rain he did have a pretty easy summer and he may end up with the month of may off too but i i, I honestly believe that th- this is going to be a thing and it will be because in europe that that's how i found out about these it was jim bauer out in eagle lake that t- told me about the uh the auto mower and he's the one that came out and hooked it up. And it is, it's incredible. Now, the price point is what's going to get people to shy away initially. And that's with uh, electric cars or electric anything. They are they are a bit more expensive now. and the But the lithium batteries have just changed everything. Yeah, completely. You know, they really have. And you can do battery-powered yard tools like the weed eaters and the... This is very telling that I am not in charge of anything in the yard because I don't even know what that stuff is called. Right. The tiller. Sure. Is electric. Can I tell you uh, here in, in our home, we have. Yes, thank you. We have an electric lawnmower. We have an electric chainsaw. We have an electric garden tiller. 
and we have an electric weed eater. My goodness. Now. Or the Jetsons. <laughs> no, I, but the funny thing is, if if you had talked to people 30 years ago, they thought that electricity was kind of fading out, that there would be something new and cool, right? It's never going away. As a matter of fact, it's making a huge comeback. Vehicles are next because even when I shopped, the vehicle I'm currently driving is a 2019 and I like to drive vehicles most often until they're paid for, right? I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm not out to try to impress anybody and always have the latest and greatest model. But when I was out shopping for a new vehicle, I was intrigued and I'm really, I'm, I'm convinced that the next vehicle I get is going to be electric. I want one. I want an electric vehicle. I know. Vehicle. They're super cool, and they've made such headway. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. As it's incredible. As far as just charging availability, and I mean, even around our community, you're seeing more and more charging stations and things like that, and, and just other people driving electric vehicles. Now, please don't at me, <laughs> but a lot, I'm just, I'm just passing along information here, but they're saying, scientists say that electricity powering all of the things that we've been talking about is the quickest way to reverse the climate crisis that the earth is currently having. We're going to want to explore that. Yeah, well, you know what? It's just science. That's all. Yeah, we're going to want to <laughs> probably look into uh, what what can be done. But, but, but I'm wondering how many people are moving that direction because I can tell you this. Beyond the shadow of any doubt, the next generation won't need to be coerced. It's going to be what they have, mm-hmm. right? That is exactly what They'll it's going look, to be. Our, our kids even will probably get to a point where, where, where they will look back and be like, remember gas stations? Right, right, right. Which is weird. Right. But I, I, I think that we'll get there. Because even mass transit of all forms, right? And I, I'm talking... How they will do it with commercial airlines or any of that other stuff, I don't know. But I can tell you this, the majority of it is obviously petroleum is being consumed by by vehicles. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you, I mean, wouldn't you say I just, I'm just, but looking at how many there are on the planet. And when you saw, remember the first. I was just going to say. Yeah, here it is. The first couple weeks of the pandemic in 2020, when we got into April, early April, it had been a couple of weeks, then into May. And they showed the pictures of not only places in China, like Beijing and Shanghai and all these other places that you hadn't seen in years because of the smog and the pollution. And then they came to the United States and we saw pictures of Los Angeles with clear, beautiful skies that they hadn't seen in decades. You've heard us often talk about the CBD centers and the alcohol alternative beverages that they have. Of course, Jess and I are part of the Sober Curious movement, but they have so much more to offer besides the great water drinks. Yeah, I'm going to make a suggestion. Mother's Day is on Sunday. Um, head into the CBD centers and ask about some of the uh, self-care products, the pampering products, the soaps, the bath bombs, the gummies. Um, You're going to find some cool products for mom. Maybe mom is suffering from some achy muscles. Uh, Me, I am. Yeah. I'm I'm mom. Um, There's some great uh, topical products that are going to really help with those sore muscles. Um, And just ask them for recommendations for mom. Tell them about your mom. 
ask for recommendations. They're super knowledgeable and they're going to find you some really fun products that mom is going to love. And it's a great chance for her to try some of the great things that they offer at the CBD centers. Yeah, I encourage you to stop in, talk to the staff. They have a great staff there and you will find something for you as well. And as you head into the uh, spring and summer season, I know a lot of people can open the windows up and here comes home construction. Yeah, it is home improvement season. Uh, We've been eyeing a bathroom project in our bedroom. Our master bathroom is uh, just begging for a facelift, a new toilet, a new sink. Uh, I recommend that you don't tackle those kind of projects on your own. Never. Ryan's. (laughs) In St. Peter, I'm telling you, not only plumbing and heating, but they do electrical as well. And we've used them for everything. Of course, Eric put our hot tub in. He's the electrician. And we have had them fix everything from leaky faucets uh, to extra outlets, even uh, the cord on our dishwasher, because it it came with a a plug-in that would not fit flush. So we had to go to Home Depot. And all I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I just gave up. Cole Ryan's, they come out and they fixed it in a second. Yeah, it, there are some projects that are great for do-it-yourselfers, and then there are plumbing and electric projects. I'm telling <laughs> you, as you tackle home improvement projects, or if there's just something you want done around the house, you need to call people that you can trust, and that's what you get. They've serviced this area in southern Minnesota forever, and there's a reason for that, because people like them and they trust them. Ryan's Plumbing and Heating and Ryan's Electric in St. Peter here in Minnesota. We've got a link on our website. Go to georgeandjess.com for both of these fantastic businesses. Click on it. Take you right to their webpage. That right? should have been very eye-opening. And when we, wasn't it just beautiful to see that, though? Yes. I was like, look, I've never seen Los Angeles like that. Granted, it looked dead and there was nobody moving around and almost apocalyptic. But there was no pollution. It was clear blue sky. And when the sun rose in the morning and and, and you could see the ocean and look out, which I, I spent four years in Southern California. I'd never seen it like that. Mm-hmm. It was incredible, right? So to get back to that point, electricity, they say, is going to be the answer. It's interesting. And it'll be interesting to see how they work to make it affordable, how they work to uh, make sure that there's the capacity to charge vehicles and things like that. Um, it's its exciting, I think. Well, they say to get down to zero carbon, we have uh, multiple forms of power out there. Some of, them, some of them that get brought up are wind, right? Solar, nuclear, which I, I thought for sure that was going to be the thing in the 80s, right? But then everybody freaked out. You had the Chernobyl things and stuff. But I believe that the way they harness that stuff and use it now, I'm a big believer in nuclear energy because it's so clean and you can power so much, right? Now, uh, granted, if you're... the Like when they had the Chernobyl meltdown uh-huh. years ago, we don't build nuclear power plants like that in the United States. I think the ones that they were building here in the United States could take everything that mother nature and us could throw at them and there wouldn't there would be no leak are, that that's the kind of are structure are there still nuclear power plants in the US I believe so I'm sorry I I, I don't know anything about well we uh, uh, let's google that quick okay. and find out but we mentioned wind solar nuclear also hydro 
geothermal as well, right? Those are some of the things that we can use. So there are a lot of options. It's just a matter of uh, starting to use them. I, again, I mean, this goes into the conspiracy conspiracy theories and corruption and all of the other things. I can tell you that the guys that lobby for petroleum are some of the most powerful men on the planet. Mm-hmm. They really are. To answer your question, there were 55 operating nuclear power plants in as of December 31st. In the in United the, States? In the U.S. Well, there you go. And so. the, the thing about that is I remember when they started to construct them in the 80s, when they really took off, you can power so much with so little. Really? Because of the, because of the immense power that it emits, right? And, of course, we have nuclear-powered submarines, uh, aircraft carriers, in the United States Navy. I think it's that word. It sounds so intimidating. Well, it scares you. Yeah, it sounds it, so scary. It's what, well, it just comes down to harnessing science is what it does. But uh, electricity is going to be the future. I really believe that. How we, But how we generate that, you know, is going to be key as well, obviously, with wind, water, wind, uh, what are... Uh, geothermal, whatever, right? That That's going to be the key. It's so interesting because there's just so many layers to it. How and many, I don't understand almost any of it. How many, how many people do you think are actively trying to help when it comes to the environment? I think a lot of people try to help, but I think that it's very easy to get frustrated too because... <laughs> Like there's this this big marketing push, and I think they call it greenwashing, where they try and convince consumers that it's up to them when really it's up to like huge corporations you better and, believe and it. industry and things yep. like that, where like obviously recycling is important and, um, you know, being aware of how you're consuming anything really right. and, and, and being aware of overconsumption and but really it's the responsibility of the corporations and the industries that are doing the most of the polluting and the same and guy, the emissions. <laughs> the same guys that are in bed with the petroleum lobbyists. Yeah. Right, yeah. So I, I think that consu- for consumers and the general population, trying to do your part is great. And there's organizations like No Waste Mankato and things like that. Um, but I think it gets frustrating for people because it's like there's only so much that individuals can do. Right. I One of the big benefits with the electric products, and uh, I didn't realize this until I started messing around with them, but how nice would it be? And I'm, I'm going to ask people this. How nice would it be to set back on your patio in the evenings and then even on the weekends, early in the mornings or whatever, and not have to listen to the guy that fires up his blower or his lawnmower at 7.30 or 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning or any time while you're out back trying to enjoy Mother Nature. To me, that is the most annoying sound on the planet. We have a neighborhood joke that we have working hours for things like that. And if you violate them, you get a ticket, which is completely not real. Right. It's, it's me screaming violation on a Saturday it's morning. A, it's a manufactured uh, association that really doesn't. Yeah, we don't have a neighborhood association. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we just. In our minds. This is just our running joke in the neighborhood. Um, but I would be very, my violation book would get all crusty and 
never used if everyone had electric everything because you wouldn't hear it. Well, that was one of the first things that was brought up to me. They were like, you're going to be surprised how nice it is to never have to hear that or go out there and push that thing around and put ear protection on Mm -hmm. or do whatever you do, right? And it was, I can tell you that the auto mower, dig these, look, investigate these for yourself. We'll have to put a picture up. They're fascinating to watch. Yeah, we'll have to, I'm not kidding. One of the, I catch myself just standing out in the yard watching Wayne mow. And of course, Wayne, again, because they, it makes you- a robot mower. Well, it, he, they make you name him. Right. We always, we name everything. Well, they- when, Because when, everything has an app now. Right, that's but it. But often when they're like, what is the name of your grill? I'm like, they probably are just looking for something like George's Traeger or like no, the grill. No, that's not it. It they, isn't? No. Most people name their grill with my, a, a human My Traeger name. is named Calvin after one of my favorite characters on one of my favorite sitcoms, which is The Neighborhood. And it's Cedric the Entertainer. His character on there is Calvin. He's and a, Calvin and I are... He's a great I, character. I get it. I love that character. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to name my trucker Calvin. He's auto, always grilling. The automower is Wayne. Wayne. Which, again, the app asked for a, a name, and I'm just wondering if it was like I remember, George's <laughs> lawnmower or if, if it, it was expecting you to give it a human name. I remember when uh, Jim was installing it, and he goes, <laughs> now I'm going to need you to give this a Wayne, or, or, or uh, a name because the... The app is going to ask for it. And I said, Wayne. And he just looked at me and he was like. That's why I think most people just give it a name like <laughs> Auto Mower. <laughs> he was like, serious? And I'm like, no, because it reminds me of one of those guys wearing the cutoff shorts. Yeah. And the, and the white tank top that was hanging out in the 70s with the big mirrored aviator sunglasses. And he drives the Volkswagen yeah. van and like. <laughs> right. And I'm like. Wayne. Wayne it is. Oh. But, but on, on a quick note, Wayne. The great thing about it, little headlights on the front of him, you can set him to run at night from like like 9P to 6A. Nobody even knows because literally it's so quiet. This electric lawnmower is so quiet that you can't even hear, hear it when you're out in the yard standing there. If, if you're not... If you're not paying attention, Wayne will sneak right up on you. He'll sneak right up on you. And by the way, he won't hurt you. He'll get close, stop, turn around, and go someplace else. The kids love Wayne. They do. They let Wayne chase them, or so they think he's chasing them. But I'm not kidding. (laughs) You can set him to run like every other night from 9P to 6A. Your lawn looks like a golf course all summer long, and nobody knows how you're mowing it. They're using them on some of the best golf courses all across the country. They're super cool. I know I know that Wayne is like good for the environment since he's electric, but really he's just cool. He's it's cool. cool. He's a cool little gadget. It, it I I swear to God, if you if you get a chance to check them out, they're made by Husqvarna. I know that uh Bowers, Jim Bauer here in Eagle Lake at Bauer Specialty does have them, but they they are amazing to watch and it's one of the coolest things and it's one of the things that really started pushing me down the electric path because they're saying listen to this i've read articles and this is very very relevant for anybody north of the mason dixon line specifically upper midwest east coast where we get a lot of snow they there are snow blowers that will be parked in your garage electric by the way in a charging station that will follow the weather forecast, okay, online, they will open the garage door and go out and blow the snow 
go back into your garage, back to the charging station and shut your garage door without you ever even having to pay any attention to it. That's coming. That is the beauty, ladies and gentlemen, of electricity. That is amazing. That is super cool. That's a billion dollar idea. When we get one, can we name a Mola? I'm, I'm just, it's all of this stuff is coming. I loved it when I used to be able to pick up like popular mechanics and popular science and just actually read the magazines. Now it's all moved online. I love right? a good magazine. That's another topic we should discuss. I love a, a book or a magazine. Right. Like to have it in my hands. I do too. Anyway, I do too. I like to hang, I like to hold on to something like that. Right. I do too. I just uh, like everything about it. But um, so back to no mo may. Will you I think or won't should, you participate? I think That's we the should question. do it. And we also bought a bag of wildflower seeds, like a huge one. I'm going to build a pollinator garden this summer. We have this spot on the back of our yard um, on the edge of the ravine, which at one time was a beautiful garden because the former owner of this home like literally had a hired, gardener hired help who who gardened and weeded and all that stuff. Well, we don't have the time nor the inclination to do that <laughs> right so we're going to do like a wildflower garden which is going to be colorful and beautiful we're growing it from seed which the kids are going to get a kick out of because they'll be able to plant it and watch them come up um but also the the mix of wildflower seeds we got is really good for butterflies and and bees and the bumblebees and the, bumblebees. And the honeybees so that's kind of a simple thing i think that people can do to just promote the ecosystem well yeah if you walk into any home depot or any other place now just as an example you will find bags that are specifically designed for that yeah and right? they're inexpensive yeah. too and i don't know we haven't actually planted them yet i'm dying to see what this looks we're like in though. an eternal winter but i'm excited to see how easy they are to grow i am super excited as well so that that that's one of the things that i'm going to bring to life and of course we'll post pictures and, and let you see how it's come along i should document that as i go yes. through it and then people can kind of watch it develop i'm looking i'm looking forward to it clara told me she's going to make us flower crowns from our wildflower garden she's all about it <laughs> she is she's and she loves her favorite flowers right now are daisies she <laughs> should just we tell loves. the story about mother's day before we go go for it <laughs> so i've been encouraging her to if she knows what she wants to ask for because she does a lot of like oh i wish i could have a snack and i'm like if you want a snack and you know you want a snack say mom can i have a snack and it's just like changing your your language you know and the way you're saying things well the other day uh my lesson might have gone a little too far because i heard her say to you um it's mother's day this weekend and i want flowers and chocolates. And then you were like, well, it's Mother's Day. That's that's a weekend for mom and grandma and Gigi. And she was like, no, I want flowers and chocolates for Mother's Day. <laughs> so she knows what she wants. She asks for I was for like, it. yes, girl. Right. You are listening. <laughs> Boy, I, I've said this before, but I was like, I feel sorry when, she's, when she grows up for any man that she dates. She'll be very demanding. Only the strong will survive. There, there you go. That's the way to do it. So we want to know, are you going to participate in No Mo May? Are you willing to go down that road? And what else are you doing to help heal the environment? Right? We'd love to hear from you. You can weigh in on our Instagram page. Just search George and Jess Podcast there and on Facebook, georgeandjesspodcast.com. Um, and we'll have a new episode for you tomorrow morning at 6.